and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for coming on this journey today. And welcome back to, or welcome anew, I should say, to anyone who is here for the first time. I'm so thankful that you are here, friend. It is no accident that you're here. So please don't run off. Please stick around for a little while and and think about God's Word with us today. Uh, It's such a joy for me to share this journey that I'm on with you. And so I love uh, just talking through these things with you. I wish I could see all of you. I wish I knew who all of you were. Um, But for right now, God doesn't have it that way. So we'll just continue on as we're doing. Know that I continue to pray for you. I continue to lift you up, that God will draw you closer to him, that he will give you more of a desire to know him and his word, and um, that you will feel that need, um, not out of... um, and uh, a drudgery or a burden. Uh, studying God's Word is not that at all. It's a privilege that we get to do that. It's a privilege that we get to hear from Him and that uh, I just thank Him that He's so gracious to give us this written Word so that we can know more of Him. I'm thankful for this truth that we have in His Word And we read in the scripture that God's word is truth. The sum of all of his word is truth. And as I tell you over and over again, we need truth in this world, this world that is full of deception and lies and um, things that are just uh, that lead to death. Um, The things that are not of God, that are evil, that are of this world lead to death. And oh, friends, we don't want that. God has given us a way to have life, to have life and have it to the full. And uh, that's in believing in his son, Jesus, in uh, following him with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. And I'm just thankful that he loves us and gives us that opportunity, even though we are all sinners. Well, I would encourage you to please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think uh, would want to come along this journey with us and know that I love to hear from you. I love to hear what God's doing in your life as you're spending more time with Him. Well, our verse for the day for February the 10th, 2024, comes from the letter to the Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Oh, friends, I think we talked about this even yesterday, and this is a, a from a portion of Scripture that we reference often because it talks about what Jesus did for us. And now we're getting into uh, the why God exalted him part, and I just love that. I love that, and I'm so thankful for what he's done so thankful that he would love us so that he would die on that cross for us. But you know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, this is the time of the podcast that I think it's wise for us to think just a little bit about where we are in the scripture, who may have written the the book or the letter that we find ourselves in uh, so that we can get the appropriate context. So we are in the New Testament. We are in one of Paul's letters And we know that because the beginning of this letter says Paul and Timothy. 
servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is one of Paul's 13 letters. Uh, You may recall the New Testament begins with the four Gospels, then it moves to New Testament history, which is the book of Acts, then it gets into Paul's letters. There's 13 of those, as I mentioned. After that, we get into the general letters. There's eight of those written by men who are not Paul, and then that final book of the New Testament, which is New Testament prophecy, the book of Revelation. We know about the Apostle Paul that he was a an apostle. He describes himself here as a servant of Christ. He describes himself as that in uh, other of his letters. But he originally was a Pharisee. He was a very zealous Jew who did not think that this way of Christianity uh, was right. He thought it was blasphemous. And um, unfortunately, many of the Pharisees could not see that Jesus was that Messiah that they had all been looking for. Um, and they had turned their uh, their religion, their well, they had turned their faith into a religion. Um, and so they were all on rules and how things looked on the outside and all these things that they must do. And they had left that relationship with God. And um, that unfortunately happens in, in most religions. Um, but the faith, the believing that Jesus is God's son, believing that God is who he says he is and that he keeps his covenants and that um his word is true and following that, that's the difference. That's the difference. It's not about checking a box or doing uh, certain things to earn salvation or to earn God's love. We can't. We can't do a thing to earn salvation or favor from God. Um, Those things are all uh, by grace. They're all a gift. And when we realize that and realize just how gracious he is in giving us that, it makes all the difference. Well, the um, Pharisees still were in this mindset that they had to do things to earn um worthiness to earn righteousness and uh, they just couldn't see that Jesus was truly that one that God had sent even though all the law and the prophets that they were supposed to be um, so well versed in pointed to Jesus as the true Messiah and so Paul was in that group who persecuted Christians he thought they were blasphemous and he was on his way to Damascus to continue in that pursuit to persecute Christians when the resurrected Lord Jesus met him on the Damascus Road and changed his uh, direction, changed the trajectory of his life forever. And then God used him mightily to um, spread the gospel, to spread this good news of the gospel. And who better, uh, what a better example than someone who had been going in the wrong direction and then God changed him um, and turned him 180 degrees to just turned him completely around, changed his life, changed his heart, uh, created in him a, a new heart and a, a new desire to follow Christ. And what an example that God could then use 
through him for us. That while we are all still sinners, every one of us are sinners, but we all can know Christ. We all can be changed. We all can be renewed. And I'm just so thankful for that. You can read about Paul's conversion in Acts chapters 9, 22, and 26. And it was after he was converted, he went away to Arabia for a while, and then he came back to um begin his missionary journeys. And on one of these missionary journeys, he went to Philippi. And Philippi uh, was a Roman colony. And uh, uh, often when Paul would go into a new place, he would look for his uh, Jewish brethren to try to tell them uh, the truth of the gospel, that Jesus was the one they had been looking for. Jesus was that Messiah. Um, but many times he'd be run out of the synagogue. And apparently when he went to Philippi, he couldn't find a, a synagogue of Jews. There weren't enough Jewish men, heads of household. You had to have 10 of those to have a synagogue. So he met with some ladies um on the outskirts of Philippi, and one of those was Lydia. She was a seller of purple cloth, and you can read about this in Acts chapter 16. And so he started telling them about the good news of the gospel, and it appears that perhaps that first church in Philippi may have met uh, in Lydia's house. But uh, Paul was writing back. He had that uh, good relationship with the Philippians. We read about how God used his uh, trip there in a mighty way uh, to continue to spread the good news of the gospel. Paul and Silas were thrown into jail, and in jail he was able to share the gospel with the jailer. And then when they got out, the jailer went back, and his household was saved. And so we see how God worked all things uh, just in a wonderful way. Well, when Paul was in prison, in one of his imprisonments, the Philippians sent a gift to help with him. And so he's writing this letter back to thank them for that. Also to talk to them about uh, someone they had sent, uh, Epaphroditus, who got very sick along the way. And Paul was sending him back to them, not because Epaphroditus had not done a good job, but because he was ill and he wanted him to recover. Um, he talks with them about making sure that they uh, stay unified, that they trust the Lord. And um, then in this second chapter of Philippians, there's just this most wonderful little passage that reminds us about what Christ has done. And so I'm excited for us to park here today and see what we can learn. So as we lead up to where we find our verse for the day, I want to back up to the end of chapter one. We were there uh, at the end of last month. But Paul is encouraging the believers at Philippi who um, have been so gracious to bless him, to send a gift, to, to help him in his ministry. And, and he says, you know, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And he talks about the struggle that he has, uh, knowing that he wants to depart and be with Jesus in eternal life. But he knows that God is using him and it's a benefit f uh, for him to be on the earth for a while to share with the uh, the people there. And in uh, 
verse 27, he's really encouraging them once again to let their um, manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Listen to this. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. He's, He's encouraging them about unity in the faith. And he says in verse 28, and not frightened in anything by your opponents, so not not being uh, afraid of what may come. He says, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. And he rolls into chapter two after he said that, you know, you, you're probably going to suffer. And we talked about that the suffering wasn't always uh, physical. It was um, also feeling those intense emotions deeply, whether it's because of pain, uh, physical pain, or because of emotional pain. And he says, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy— Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. And before we move on to the next verses, he's saying, um, you know, you if there's any encouragement, um, even though you know you may have to suffer, even though there will be opposition, um, Christ has done this for you. You are going to have eternal life. And so um, if there's any encouragement, any comfort, any participation, um, have this mind of Christ. And then he says in verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And we've talked a lot about this in previous days. And then in verse nine, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And then here's our verse. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And in verse 11, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. I love that Paul puts the so that's in there. (laughs) Be on the lookout, especially in his letters, the so that's in John's writings, we'll see for this reason or that you may know. And so those are key phrases that it's so important not just not to just not pass over. Um, But do you see what's happened? Paul is encouraging them, have the same mind as Christ Jesus, serve one another, love one another sacrificially, even if you suffer. And um, then he gives this wonderful description of Jesus, and that's uh, it's within that that we find our verse for the day. He was God. 
but he did not count that equality with God something that where he would say, oh, no, I don't have to do what God the Father has asked me to do. No, he loved us so that he humbled himself. He took the form of a servant. He was obedient to death on that cross, and he did it for you and for me and for the sins of the whole world because he loves us so. It was out of his great love that he did this. It was out of his great love that he was obedient. And he he took our punishment, just like we talked about yesterday. He tasted death for everyone um, on that cross. And so he was obedient to death on the cross. And because he was obedient, because he um, denied himself and submitted to the Father's will, therefore, when you see a therefore, you always want to look and see what the there is for is therefore, Therefore, God has highly exalted him. So after Jesus humbled himself, God has highly exalted him um, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And then he exalted him. He put, um, he gave him the name that is above every name so that, or in order that, um, every, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess. He did that so um, Jesus will get the glory. Everything will be in subjection. Everything already is in subjection under his feet. And, you know, we read in Colossians. I don't know if you remember that, but we read and we've talked about this several times in Colossians about how Jesus was there in, in the beginning and how everything was created through him. So everything in heaven, above heaven, under heaven, all the principalities, all the rulers, listen to this. Um, in Colossians 1.16, he says, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He deserves all the glory and honor and praise. He, at his name, every knee will bow. It, But friends, it is so much better for us to do that now um, than to live in rebellion and to reject him because even those who have lived in rebellion and rejected him one day will bow. Every knee will bow to him and every tongue will confess that he's Jesus uh, Christ the Lord to God's glory. Do you see? It's just this wonderful uh, continuous circle. Jesus honored God. Jesus was God, but he honored God the Father's will. He humbled himself. He was obedient. And because that, God exalted him back up. God gave him the name that uh, is above every name so that uh, every, everyone, every uh, principality, ruler, person, anybody will have to uh, bow to him. But it's all Again, for God's glory, because of what he's done, because Jesus is God. It's kind of like a thought tornado. It just goes around and around in a circle. But the bottom line that we need to know is that um, every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow. And um, it's all for their glory, for God, the glory of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I just love that. I love that Jesus would love us so that he would die for us. I'm so thankful that he chose to do that, um, but so thankful that God had that plan. And um, what an example for us. 
and I, I encourage you to give him thanks and praise. And I just want to close with this part from uh, the the opening of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Remember, these letters of Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philemon were all prison letters. He's thought to have written these from prison. He he wrote these to spur the people on and to encourage them. But I want you to hear this and let us just give God thanks and praise for this. And this is all because of his love for us and, and for uh, what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things in earth, things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Oh, friends, can we just thank him for these spiritual blessings? Can we thank him for his mercy and his grace and his love and his redemption? And it will be our joy and our honor, and it is our desire to bow before him. And may we do that with um, just hearts full of adoration and love and thanksgiving for him. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.